the guys I did date here, like, I remember he was, he was in the industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Aren't they all? <laughs> yes. And he, like, would take longer to get ready what? than I would. And, like, told me I can't wear sweatpants to the store because it Wait, makes me really? look like a bum. And I was just like, I don't give a flying fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck. And, like, told me I couldn't have a Fruity Pebbles for breakfast because they're for kids and they're really Wait, sugary. what? And I was like, dude, does Is it Is your look- dad? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak, a podcast about the shared experience of dating in LA. I have a new guest to introduce, and I'm really excited to have her on. I'll let her take it away. Oh, I didn't realize I was doing the intro part. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! Uh, My name is Stormy. I am 27. I live in San Diego, and I do research on... I do research on <laughs> many things. I was like, well, it's like, do I say I'm a researcher? Yeah. I am a researcher at a pharmaceutical company. Badass. I kind of met Leslie in high school, but we didn't really become friends until college. Yeah. And then we've been friends ever since. Yeah. My relationship status is complicated, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and what would my dating profile say? I always tried to make something like fun and cool, but also informative, and then always ended up as with like I do stuff, I like things. <laughs> <laughs> How would people reply? Everybody's like, "Oh, that's so clever." I'm like, "Okay, that's so clever. <laughs> I love you it." Say so. You're like, "Cool, I'm glad it's but working it's just for like, you." You know, like no one really cares about all the like hobbies you have it's like oh yeah it's, it's a talking point yeah but it's never like oh wow let's bond over whatever that's walking really on the beach <laughs> yeah so I mean we'll get into like dating profiles later but yeah. it's just interesting because I have three different dating profiles because I have one for hinge and I have one for bumble and I have one for tinder and I make them all different whatever and it's just interesting to see on hinge at least you can get some feedback about things people like because it has three prompts that you answer instead of just one bio. And so the thing that I like about Hinge is that people, as they're going through your profile, if they like you, they have to pick a specific thing. So either one photo or one prompt. So it's interesting to see which prompts get the most hits. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I will get to that later, Mm -hmm. but I just don't present well on dating apps. Mm -hmm. So I actually really don't like answering questions because it's like, oh, I want to be super clever. Mm -hmm. But then it's also, it's not organic yeah so it's true it's never it's that it's that type of thing where like when you're texting with someone and then you meet them in person you're like oh (laughs) you have a lot of time to think about that when you're texting and then in person you're not falling flat yeah yeah so it's like i don't want to present that over a dating profile and then they'll be like oh you're not as funny as i thought so it's like I, i tend to make my dating profiles pretty boring yeah and it's just like, eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So speaking of the whole funny thing, I'm 
having a really hard time on Bumble. I actually hate it. I feel like I've said it on this podcast multiple times because A, either I have a low match rate or I'll match with a ton of people and then no one replies to my messages. And I'll put like thought into saying something that's actually specific to what their profile says. So I was swiping on, I think it was Thursday and I matched with this guy, super cute. And he had a profile picture and he was at this camping ground and the photo of the camping ground had a sign that said Camp Dick. And I was like, I feel like I have to comment on this. Like, I don't even know where that is, if that's a real campsite, but it looked like a real campsite. So my opener was, how was your time at Camp Dick? Hopefully you didn't have too hard of a time pitching a tent. <laughs> and he was like, ha ha ha, that's really funny. And I was like, oh, well, the good news is I'm even funnier in person. Never responded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know we'll like discuss it all later, but I hate dating apps. Yeah. I tried all of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, feminism is cool. Women should be able to talk first. Yeah. But, like, oh. Yeah. It's, we're not prepared for rejection. Yeah. The way guys are, I feel. Totally. And so, I've actually noticed when I was on Bumble, I gave up on them a, yeah. a while ago. Yeah. But when I was on Bumble, and, like, I did try and say something clever about a profile pic or one of the things they answered, those tended to go unanswered more often than, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I feel like... What is it about that? Because I've kind of noticed that too, where guys don't always reply when you say something really specific. But if you just say like, hey, how was your weekend? Which is so lame, then they're more likely to reply. I think, so I know we've talked about this offline, but <laughs> going back to the Eliza Schlesinger um, special, The Elder Millennial, where mm-hmm. she talks about how guys always say they want the strong, independent woman, yeah. but they really don't. Yeah. And I think that's true. It's like they all like the idea of having someone clever Mm -hmm. and smart and financially independent. And Mm -hmm. then when it happens, they're like, oh, God, that's so scary. I have to compare myself to that. So I feel like when you point out something specific, especially if you're clever about it, they're like, oh, God, she's intimidating. This is the clever girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I also feel... And I don't know, this is again me being like very archaic when we're living in a world where it's supposed to be like anyone can approach anyone and whatever. I feel like there's something about it when you like the guy and you have to approach them that they like devalue you a little bit. I agree with that. And actually one of my friends sent me something on Instagram. I don't remember. It's from some dating profile. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, Guys like to feel like they approached you first. Yes, yes. So it's like, even if you did it and you placed yourself in front of them, or like you purposely dropped your sweater or whatever mm-hmm. so they could come be like, hey, I'm sorry, did you drop this man? Yeah. It. They like feeling like the knight in shining armor. Yeah. And well, I, I can't explain it. Fragile egos, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Um, I talked about this on my recording with Victoria, that like my opener is usually just oh, what are you drinking at the bar? Which is like pretty stupid. But I just feel like it's a conversation starter. It's not a threatening thing. And it's like, I can probably guess what you're drinking like that. Looks like an old fashioned. Oh, is that an IPA? Like, I don't have to ask that. But it's then a way for them to assess and be like, oh, like, here's my opportunity to talk to this girl. And it's like, no, no, no. I wouldn't have asked you that if I weren't interested in talking to you in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And they get an opportunity to honestly mansplain Mm -hmm. without you being like, are you mansplaining me? Because mm-hmm. you've kind of allowed it. Yeah. And then they feel smart yeah. and important mm-hmm. and funny, maybe. Yeah. 
And they're like, oh, maybe I should buy her a drink. And it's like, yeah, that was my intention. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I can see that working out for you very well. Since I don't drink much, I'm just like, ah, oh, you want to go get a drink? How about a coffee? Yeah. I also don't really drink. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Everything centers around drinking some sort of beverage. Yeah. I I don't know. I. It's been a while since I've done the dating apps because they're so painful. And mm-hmm. I noticed that over time, like, yeah, of course I only go for the hot guys that I would want to sleep with. Mm-hmm. And I do recognize that I'm probably passing over a lot of guys that are probably really cool and I get along with. Yeah. Because I'm not like, oh, you're super hot yeah. immediately. Yeah. And you didn't say anything funny, so <laughs> later, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. That's what I hate about it is that you can have someone who you see on the app who seems like they'll be such a catch. And I've had that happen a couple times where I've been very excited to meet someone and actually gone on a couple dates with them and then been like, oh, there's not really anything there. Um, and then conversely, none of the last three people who I dated, like, somewhat seriously, like, either exclusively or they wound up becoming my boyfriend, I don't think that I would have swiped right on any of them if I had come across them on the app. And, I don't know, there's something to be said about that because, like, did any of those end up working? No, but, like, for a time, it was a great connection. And had it just been relegated to meeting them on the app, then I wouldn't have ever experienced that. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't... It's not easy to make connections on an app. No. It's easy to think you made a connection. Because mm-hmm. there are some guys, I and I think those are the guys who do really well on apps, that are very good at texting. Yeah. And it those also tend to be the guys that when you meet them in real life, you're like, uh... What? There's nothing here. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... I'm sure you've had this experience, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of times where you kind of get low-key catfish. Mm-hmm. Where yes. it's like, they say they're 5'9", and oh they're 5'6", and you're just like, mm. What like, the heck? Yeah. I recognize that that shouldn't be an important thing, but like, hey man, just don't lie about it. Exactly. Just like, if it five, shouldn't six. be important, then be upfront. Totally. Or don't say anything. That's even better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I did have that happen where I met a guy on the app. He said he was 5'11", and then I remember... We were, he like came to the bar after I did. So I was seated on one of those high stools and I gave him a hug, but like didn't have to stand up. So I didn't know how tall he was. And then on the date, he himself referenced being 5'10". So I'm like, oh, you've already admitted to like lying about one inch. Fine, whatever. But like you still lied. And then he walked me to my car and I was like, you're not 5'10". There's no way. I'm five foot three, and you seem like you're my height. And I was wearing heels, but like in heels, I'm like 5'7". So I'm like, you're like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, maybe. It was wild. Yeah, the, it's... I get why they want to lie about it, but it's such a hard lie to keep up that there's, mm-hmm. I don't really see a point. It's better to just not say anything at exactly. all. Exactly. And I feel like those are also, I mean, not all of them, but I feel like guys will also be like, oh, girls will catfish and like put up pictures that look nothing like them. Guys but do the same thing. Guys do the same thing. Or they have terrible pictures where it's like, I can't tell which one is you. Yep. And it's kind of blurry. <laughs> and how many years ago is this from? Yeah. I also feel like um, guys are unintentionally deceptive because they're not good at telling which photos of them look good yeah or like what girls are looking for so they'll be like here's a picture of me having fun with my friends but it's like who are you or like you're wearing hats in like three of your photos and now I don't know what your hair looks like do you have hair like there's a lot of questions right yeah I actually years ago I don't remember when it was went on a date 
with a guy who had pictures that were like probably three or four years old oh. and meeting him in real life three to four years later mm-hmm. he did not have hair oh. and he was probably about 20 pounds heavier than he said he was and yes again i recognize <laughs> that that's shallow but it's also like hey don't give me some false advertising bullshit exactly yeah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't care um yeah it's just like Maybe you wouldn't have cared if you had known what you were getting yourself into and you're like, oh, this is who I'm meeting. But now you've started the relationship off with a lie. Yeah. And then it was super awkward because I like he noticed that I looked super uncomfortable <laughs> when I met up with him. He was like, what's wrong? And I was like, uh. It's like, you know what's wrong. <laughs> and then I had to tell him. And then he changed his dating profile to like, um, might be larger or like objects in photos are larger than they appear no, and i was just like so oh, awkward man. just put another photo yeah like oh my god that's so it, uncomfortable it was, it was awful and then i felt super weird because he was super cool yeah and then i was like oh never mind never mind sorry buddy that is a bummer so one question I have for you, because you mentioned that, you know, the guys who do well on the apps are good at texting. So right before you came over, I was actually on the phone with Will and he was asking like, what's going on with the dates? And I had to tell him that there's nothing exciting, but I met this guy in the apps. Will, it's a longer story, but the question I have for you is about like texting cadence once you've agreed to meet up with someone. Mm-hmm. So this guy and I, we were texting pretty regularly, having good conversation, and I feel like it progressed at a good pace where it's like, we're texting on the app. He asks for my number. We're texting there. And then he asked if I wanted to talk on the phone. I actually hate talking on the phone, but I realize that it's a great strategy when you're dating and you don't want to waste your time and like meet someone and realize that they're not actually clever or that the conversation is dragging. So we had this good conversation. It was like 40, 45 minutes and then it ended. And I remember thinking, oh, I thought it was a good conversation. He had a great voice. Like his voice was also very attractive in addition to his pictures. So I was more into it, but he didn't ask me out. So I was like, okay, I don't know how that went. And then two minutes later, he texted me and was like, do you want to hang out sometime next week? Which I thought was funny. I was like, you could have probably just asked me on the phone. I don't know why you waited until you hung up to text me about it. But long story short, we decided on what we wanted to do. So that was, that conversation was Thursday and we're supposed to hang out next Friday. So like eight days later. Right. And Will was like, oh, that's really great. So have you been talking since? And for me, I was like, no, that was just Thursday night. It's like Saturday morning. And he was like, oh, like he seemed very concerned. Like, how do you feel about texting someone you've never met when you've already decided to meet up with them? That's hard. I, there. There is a happy medium there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, I almost would prefer them not text me until the day before and be like, hey, we still on for tomorrow? That's how I feel. But, like, I hate when they text me all the time after we've decided. Yeah. There, there was actually a guy, I think it was on Bumble. Yeah. And, like, we hadn't talked at all. Mm-hmm. We just t- texted over the app and then, like, started texting over the phone because the apps are annoying. Yeah. And, like, there were, it got to a point where he was saying, like, good morning, beautiful. Oh, and no. have a good night. And how was your day? No. Like, I, I don't know you. I haven't met you yet. Yeah. And, he, and he was doing the whole, like, oh, you're different. It's like, you don't know I'm different. Yeah. You don't know me so at all. Weird. I haven't even talked to you. Yeah. So, like. You could be a That catfish. side of it is awful. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, once they decide they want to date you, they're talking to you every day. And, like, yeah. acting like your boyfriend and girlfriend, that's not okay. That's weird. Um, I don't know. I guess 
as long as they do follow up, I don't really see an issue. Yeah. Maybe because Will is married. Yeah. <laughs> he might have forgotten how it is out here. <laughs> it is. So I also recorded with him. Yeah. And his dating style is just very different. Like he's all about texting right away. Like even when he met Megan, I know that they would text constantly and he called her out for not being a good enough texter and being like, if this oh, wow. is going to work, then you need to pick it up. Like literally said that and in a joking way, but he was like, oh, but I was like dead serious. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I know he also has a very different style. Um, and he gave a really good analogy. He's like, yeah, it's like you went and you ordered this pizza and you're like, yeah, the pizza's ready. It's hot. And then we're going to eat the pizza in eight days. So we'll just let it sit here. I, you know, I don't agree with him at <laughs> all. I would agree more if you had gone on a date mm-hmm. and yeah. then you hadn't heard anything that I think that's weirder. But like, if you still haven't gone on a date yet, I don't know that it's necessary to be texting all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I agree. And he's like, yeah, but if you want to talk to him, then, like, you don't have to let him dictate the communication, which I agree with. In theory. But, yeah. But I'm also (laughs) like, I don't have anything to say. And I'm just the kind of person where in life and in texting, if I don't have anything useful to say, I'm not going to say anything. Which I realize seems ironic given that I decided to start a podcast. (laughs) But I swear, in my day-to-day life, I am not going to just pipe up just to pipe up. (sighs) That's an interesting perspective on it that Will has. Because mm-hmm. it's, we all like to be the, like, yeah, I can do it. I can talk whenever <laughs> I want. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be a, the man has to make the moves. But it kind of goes back to, like, yeah, they do like chasing. Yeah. You kind of have to, like, I hate saying it. It mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of makes me want to vomit. But, like, <laughs> they do like chasing. Yeah. Like, if you're too present they panic for some reason that they I still... do. I can't understand it. I can't explain it, but it mm. happens. Yeah. And then there is a point where, like, when you meet the right person, you can do it whenever you want because totally. you're comfortable. Yeah. And, and I'm not comfortable know, with him. Yeah. And know you him. know he wants to talk to you, right? Yeah. You know that no matter what you say or how stupid it is or irrelevant or yeah. whatever, if it was about a movie he doesn't want to watch, that he'll love you enough to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah. But it's like he doesn't know me either and so there's no reason for him to have that level of investment if I'm just like spewing out some bullshit just to talk right he might be like what the hell like I have other things to do especially if you haven't met yet yeah once you've dated maybe slept together then you can start like throwing out some Mm -hmm. like random like cute little texts here and there but this point I I don't know I wouldn't but who am I you know, thank you for saying that because I was like, oh my God, Will's right. I should text him. But now I'm like, no, I'm just going to go with what I originally felt yeah. and be like, if we don't talk until Thursday of the next week for him to confirm and be like, are we still hanging out? Fine. Yeah. And it's also like at the end of the day, if it's going to work, it's going to work yeah. no matter what you do or yeah. don't do. That's true. Yeah. And if you don't feel comfortable texting, don't text. If you do feel comfortable texting, text. Yeah. There's, I, I agree. Like you being you isn't wrong ever. Yeah. And if it doesn't work for him, sucks for him. Yeah, then that's not the right person. I feel like if someone is into you enough, unless I said something that was batshit crazy, there's no, like, (laughs) one text that's going to make him be like, oh, I was excited to meet her, but now I'm never going to speak to her again. But then she said, hey, what's up at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, (laughs) and I feel weird about it. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's not a thing. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. If something comes up, thank you for your advice. You're welcome. I mean, I don't know how much advice it was. It just is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you're not on the apps now. No. How long have you been off of the apps? Oh, let me think. 
eight months, probably. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought it had been longer for some I, reason. Because I, the way I did apps was like a crazy person <laughs> where I would like need attention. Mm-hmm. So I would go on for like a week or two mm-hmm. and then like spend a lot of time swiping and be like, oh, look at all these people who like me. And mm-hmm. then be like, I don't want to meet any of them. <laughs> Or like, oh, I'll meet three of them in one day. Oh and my then gosh, get, I remember when you did that. Yeah, yeah, and then get burnt out and be like, I hate this, and yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. And especially, like, the more dates you go on that don't work, the more you're like, this is never going to happen. Yeah. And it's, like, like I said earlier, it's just not my thing. I mm-hmm. do much better in person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not good at texting people I don't already know. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, my sense of humor is very dry. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't translate well over text. Yeah. And if you don't know I'm trying to be funny, I just sound like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, it's it's been a while. And, like, after whenever it was that I got rid of it, seven, yeah. eight months ago. Yeah. I decided, like, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. That's fair. I kind of have experienced the whole burnout thing that you described. And I don't know, I feel like a fool because I like literally feel like all those memes of like painting the clown makeup on yourself because you're like, (laughs) I know I shouldn't be doing this, but here I am where on my first app date, I like went on one and then I went on a second the same day and I was like, that was really crazy. I'm never doing that again. And then I did it again another time a few months later. And now tomorrow I have a coffee date and then I have a dinner date. And I'm like, <laughs> you're so dumb because this always sucks. Like meeting two people in the same day is just like very draining. Um, so I'm trying not to get burnout this time, even though I do have those two dates scheduled. It's more because I'm like, okay, well, if you do actually want to see if things can work out with these people, I guess you need to make time. And like everyone is very busy, of course. But I'm trying to be more selective because I went through this whole thing of justifying swiping right on people who I was like, they're okay, but maybe they'll be better in person. And then they weren't better in person. So I feel like I just need to be better about trusting my intuition. So I'm being a lot more selective. And I think my criteria is I don't want to go on a date with somebody and be like, oh yeah, I'm meeting up with this guy. Like I want to be excited about it. So yeah, definitely not trying to match up with anybody who doesn't instill that excitement, but it's hard. Yeah, I, I don't, so I had a professor in college. He used to do like fireside chats. Mm-hmm. And one of his things was about dating. Where mm-hmm. he was saying like the best way to meet someone nowadays is through dating apps. Mm-hmm. Because I think he meant more like match.com and all that. Oh. Because they have like the algorithms and whatever. Yeah. To match you with someone. And because it is a numbers game. Yeah. Right? It like is. It only takes one. Yeah. But the more you meet, the more like you are, you are to meet that one. Totally. But... There is something contrived about the dating apps yeah. where what you're choosing isn't necessarily what you would choose in real life. Yeah. Like most of the guys I've dated and actually loved are garbage on the <laughs> internet. Like they don't know how to take pictures. Yeah. They don't write clever things. They don't have social media. Mm-hmm. So it's like the types of guys who are on dating apps aren't necessarily the types of guys I like. And, yeah. And I don't know about you, but it... It's such a weird monkey sphere mm-hmm. to participate in. Yeah. And I don't know. When I decided not to, mm-hmm. I it was because I was like, I would rather exhaust myself going out doing things that yeah. I might like doing and totally. maybe meeting someone yeah. than exhausting myself 
trying to like someone that I've met on a screen. Yeah, I I totally agree. I don't know if you've met my friend Victoria, but we recorded together last week. And she, I go out with her all the time. She's like one of my few single friends in LA. And she's also just always down to go out. And so I feel like I always justify it as like, maybe tonight will be the night that I meet somebody. But then it also puts this weird pressure on it because I feel like when you go out and you don't meet somebody, like the night feels almost like a failure. And I don't want to say that because... Yeah, I like going out and whatever, but we kind of reached a point that we've like fallen back from, but where we were just going to the same bars over and over. So it's not even like that fun anymore. Yeah. It's like just going to the same like shitty bars in Santa Monica and like seeing the same bros over and over. Yeah. I guess part of the going out and Mm -hmm. maybe meeting someone is like, you also have to branch out because it has to be fun for you too. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah, maybe you can do the same regular thing when you're not feeling like branching out, but maybe go to a different bar. Maybe don't go to a bar at all. Maybe go axe throwing. Yeah. Maybe go, I don't know, do an escape room and then go to some dive bar next door. Like, whatever. Just do something away from home. Because I I have the tendency to stay inside and be like, "Mm, I don't want to. And we both live alone. (laughs) And I just feel like now I'm like, wow, I've created this home that I'm really comfortable in. Yeah. And so I really have to force myself to get out there. Like... I don't know, now that I'm trying to get more into, like, writing and blogging again, yeah, I could do it on my couch, or I could, like, force myself to go to a coffee shop and do it. Yeah, and, and like, it's funny. I told you I started doing jujitsu, mm-hmm. and I did it because I was like, I need to try new things. Yeah. Because I'll meet new people if mm-hmm. I try new things. And yeah. that's more of what I mean by, like, going out and meeting yes. people in the wild, yeah. I guess. And funny enough, the guy I am into, I met through jiu-jitsu yeah. and he introduced me to it but like I didn't expect that yeah. and even when he introduced me to it I wasn't expecting to be like oh this is the guy yeah totally. I was just like oh cool here's a new thing mm-hmm. and maybe I'll like it and maybe I'll meet people here yeah or maybe I'll meet people who have friends yes who I yeah. can meet totally because I think that's the whole deal is just meeting new people yeah. who also have new people you can meet I know yeah you're so right and So last Saturday, I was supposed to go to a theme house party. And I was excited because it was through Victoria, actually. So her brother is friends with this girl who literally knows so many people across the city. I've met this girl once. She's the most fun, open person ever. And she throws parties all the time. Like she'll make like flyers for them. She takes them really seriously. And so her pitch to Victoria was I'll set you guys up with some eligible single men. There will be plenty there. (laughs) So long story short, we didn't end up going. I was so bummed because the invite was technically through Victoria's brother. And then Victoria's brother didn't want to go. And so it was like, we can't really just show up. I definitely couldn't because I was like a tertiary invite. But I was really bummed because I feel like meeting someone at a house party where everyone has a shared connection, you have a much higher chance of like connecting with somebody and having a legit conversation than at a bar. Yeah. And on top of that, you have some people vouching for them. Exactly. Which is another scary thing about dating apps and meeting people in bars. Yeah. It's like they could be a psychopath. And also, even if they're not a psychopath, I feel like people will behave less shitty if you have a shared connection. You don't want the girl who you ghosted to go back to like your mutual friend or your coworker and be like, why did Dan ghost me? Like, so yeah. you'll probably at least handle the situation with a little bit more respect if there are other shared stakeholders. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, maybe. maybe. I mean, yeah, it's not I guaranteed. Think, I feel like garbage people are just garbage people. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a friend who got set up by um, one of our mutual friends, and the guy who she was set up with did ghost her. And I was like, that's really crazy to me. Like, yeah. why would you ghost her? Like, at least say something, because you know that the mutual friend is going to ask, oh, what's going on with so-and-so? And then she's going to have to answer. Yeah. I, I think I told you, maybe I didn't, mm. that I went on a date with someone that we went to high school with. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he's probably not going to be a dick. Yeah, you would think. Uh, it turns out he was. But did the, like, what is it called? Caspering? Like, yeah. friendly, <laughs> ghosting? Friend, friendly ghosting? Yes. Where it's like, I'm still nice to you and I'll respond to all your things and be very excited and say, I'm going to hang out with you and then but never, never do. do it. Yep. It's just like, just, why don't you just be like, hey, I didn't feel a connection. Yeah. Sorry, bye. Yeah. Like, I think you're cool, but like, I'm, I'm not trying to do this. Easier said than done. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's really tough. So... You have a lot of activities that you do. So in addition to jujitsu, do you have any past experience of like, oh, this hobby or this activity that I go to has helped me meet people in the wild? Um, let me think. No, I don't think so at all. Hmm. It actually took, like jujitsu is the first thing maybe ever, certainly in a while, that I've fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. where I actually want to go all the time. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, I have this thing tonight that I have to go to. Yeah, yeah. And and I feel like that's part of maybe why it was easy to meet someone there. Yeah. Where, because I loved the thing. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be there regardless of whether or not they were there. Yeah, that's fair. Versus like, I think it is harder to meet someone when you're doing a hobby just to have a hobby. Yeah. And then you show up and you're kind of like half, half in it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you meet someone there and you're just like, oh, I guess I'll just go to see them. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like you just kind of pick up on that vibe. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Sadly, the things that I'm currently passionate about, like I have a workout class that I take on Mondays at 6 p.m. at 6.45, whatever. And I always go to the gym in the morning. I hate going to the gym after work, but I'll make an exception for this one class. Yeah. However, the class is ass and abs and it's like 95% women. It's <laughs> like, how many guys are going to go to that? Even just by the name. Have you ever met a guy at the gym? Yes, and I will spare the whole story because I actually talked about this when I recorded with Victoria, but I met this guy at the gym and was very flattered that he thought I was attractive because I feel like that's when I look my worst, you know, Um, and I could tell he was older when he asked me out, but I couldn't tell how old, and he had a hat on, and we end up going on the date. Turns out he was a grandpa, and his kids were my age. He was like, I don't know how old he was, but based on the math, he was like at least in his 60s. Knew that I was like 28 at the time. Yeah. So that's the oldest person I've been on a date with. And it only went to one date once I discovered that. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that is my experience with meeting people (laughs) at the gym. (laughs) It's funny. The Everybody always says like, oh, when you're not looking for it, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really believe that. Yeah. Until now. But like, it's a hard thing to get yourself in the mindset of. You can't totally. be like, okay, it's time for me to give up so that I can meet someone. <laughs> yeah. Counterintuitive. <laughs> like, it just kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I guess you haven't necessarily met a ton of people through activities, but I feel yeah. like you meet a decent number of guys in person. So, like, how do you do it? What's your secret? Uh, at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's... You're at work 
least 40 hours a week. Yeah. Where I work, there are, I don't know, probably 300 people on site. Okay. So it's just like there are new people who come in and out. It's like, oh, hey, I saw you today. What's up? <laughs> How are you doing? Um, and then occasionally, like, I went to a random game night thing at a brewery. Mm-hmm. And I didn't date the dude, but, it mm-hmm. like, I made a new friend yeah, there. Yeah, So that was somewhere, I don't know, I, like, I met a guy at a farmer's market. What? Once. That's, like, out of a rom-com. It, it was super rom-com. Oh, my gosh. And then it just didn't. Like, who spoke to who first? He, it, it was literally like a rom-com where I was, like, looking at dips next to the PETA yes, stand. Yes. It was the one. It was right next to UCLA. Oh, yeah. And he was doing his master's at UCLA. Oh. And he was like, oh, hey, I couldn't help but notice you or some bullshit like oh, that. Oh, my gosh. And, like, took me on a date. What? To a concert in Silver Lake. Super wow. hipster. And awesome. Yeah, I was going to say that's and he like he, It's funny because he kind of looked like a Mexican Ryan Gosling. Ooh. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And then we hung out for a while, and then turns out we didn't actually like each other. Oh. And he might have been gay. TBD. <laughs> TBD. Amazing. <laughs> wow. That's but, pretty awesome. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It just kind of happens some places. I, yeah. I do the thing where I, like, make myself seen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, there's that cute guy over there. I'm just going to go stand near him. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he'll say something. Maybe he won't. Yeah. Up to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I've met guys at karaoke. What? Like, doing karaoke at a bar. I literally can't hide my shock at all of this, because I'm like, why do I not meet people at things like this? I don't know. Do you place yourself conveniently in front of them? (laughs) I I try to. So, I feel like I've had a recent slight shift in my attitude when I'm going out. And I noticed, so the last time I went to Vegas in September, I met, like, talked to so many guys while I was out. And then similarly, when I went to Nashville for the first time, I was like, wow, I would kill it in Nashville. I talked to so many guys. Granted, LA is like a crazy city where people are so attractive, so it's very competitive. But it can't only be like, oh, you're more attractive to guys in these cities. So I thought about it and I was like, I do feel like I have a different attitude when I'm out and I'm on vacation of just like, I'm more carefree and just kind of degaff. And so that also makes me likely to smile at guys more so than I would be when I'm just out in LA. So I've tried to adopt that mentality when I'm out here of just like, this sounds so stupid, but literally just making eye contact with guys and smiling at them. I feel like it goes a long way. Oh man, that is my whole game. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Because when I told Victoria this, she's like, you're crazy. Because she will literally just like go up to anybody and start a conversation. And I'm like, it makes me so uncomfortable sometimes because I'm like, I can't do it. And then I'm like the awkward friend who's hanging back while she's like introducing herself to groups of guys. Oh, absolutely not. It's the double eye contact with like a little smile Mm -hmm. and then looking away and then you wait for them to come to you. Yes. Yeah. Please. Maybe I'll approach (laughs) a guy if I'm drunk. Yeah. Like, really drunk, and I'm just like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Yeah. I'm Stormy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me, even, yeah, if I say hi to a guy first, I'm like, wow, that was so forward. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, the best I'll do is, like, if they're getting a drink, I'll, like, squeeze in next to them yes, at the bar. Totally, and, like, totally. order my drink, and mm-hmm. then maybe they'll say something. Yeah. I am most likely not going to be like, oh, hey, yeah. what's up over there, sir? <laughs> I know. I just can't do it. No. 
Um, this it, is, but I think it works for some girls. It does. Yeah. But I think for me, it's just too inauthentic. And so it's like weird. Yeah, I, yeah. If it's if you're not being yourself, they feel it too. Yeah, yeah. People aren't dumb, or like even if they don't know what they're picking up on, they pick up on something. Yeah, yeah. I guess I want to talk to you about one scenario that you had in the past that I thought was brilliant. So it's playing off of like, oh, you won't approach them, but you'll kind of like put yourself in their vicinity or make them think that it's them who wanted to talk to you. Um, and you had this scenario with this happy hour where you used that to basically incite a guy to start talking to you at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was actually a trivia night. Oh, trivia night. Sorry. And, but this is just me being super sneaky and kind of manipulative. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was planning a trivia night and invited the people I knew he hung out with, but didn't invite him Mm -hmm. purposefully. Yeah. To the point where later that day, he was like, hey, I heard you were doing trivia. Why didn't you invite me? And I was like, oh, of course you're invited. You know, trying to play it cool. Like, oh, I didn't mean to not invite you, but yeah. I just wasn't thinking about you. It's exactly. And it's the whole like letting, putting yourself in their world, Mm -hmm. but also not forcing yourself on them. Yeah. Where they feel like they chased you. And we legitimately when we did hook up, mm-hmm. had a conversation where he felt like he chased me. And I was like, ha, <laughs> So cute. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really genius. I, I have a, a lot of respect for that. I was like, wow, she is a mastermind. It, yeah, but then they're like, oh, you're sneaky. I'm like, ah. So as long as you're not stupid like me and don't tell them. Yeah, I was going to say, as long, if they don't know, then yeah. they'll just be like, oh, my God, I chased her for so long and then I got her. Yeah, but... I don't know. It, it makes me feel too, like, weird and sneaky when I don't tell them. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like my thing is, like, oh, I'm fine not telling them, but then I would, like, get drunk and accidentally tell them. <laughs> and then they'd tell you the next day, and you'd be like, huh? I'd be what? like, what do you mean? Who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, arguably way worse. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, like, funny enough, the guy I told you about that I'm kind of seeing now, like, I didn't do that to him at all. Yeah. I Like, I was there, mm-hmm. but not because I was forcing myself to be there. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Genuine yeah. Genuine interest. It, maybe it works to get late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well it works for, like, meeting someone you actually like. I feel like it can work. Like, in yeah. theory, why not? Yeah, in theory. If, if you do it to the right person, they'll be like, oh, hey. Yeah. You. Yeah. I found you. And you're like, yes, you did. Yeah. Wow. So funny how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Another thing we've talked about is like finding good wing women. You need to have like a single girlfriend who's willing to talk to guys. Absolutely. And I just feel like I can go out with my friends who are fun women and have boyfriends or are married because I'm now entering that stage. But it's just different because like, I don't know, I feel like guys can pick up on whether the group is receptive to talking to people or not um I don't know I I personally think it's better to have a taken fun friend Hmm. than a single wet blanket friend (laughs) that's true that's true like even if they're married or in a relationship or whatever Mm -hmm. but they can flirt but don't cross a line for yeah. their significant other yeah guys still like the attention yeah and having someone to talk to mm-hmm. and so that's the perfect wing woman right yeah because she's true. never gonna step on your toes yeah 
but she's gonna keep his friends entertained or whatever. Yeah. But, like, there is nothing worse than being with a friend or multiple friends <laughs> who don't know how to talk to anyone. Yeah, And they're on their horrible. phone. That's horrible. And you're trying to do this, like... Yeah, they're my friends. I don't know why they're being so weird right now. They're not usually like this. <laughs> but like, uh, I'm not, I'm not like that. Can't you see me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on my phone. I'm never on my phone. <laughs> That's a hard sell, I think. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, if your friends are like that, what's going on here? Yeah, that's true. And especially if they're out with a group of friends. Because then his friends might not even want to talk to the group because they're like, oh, I'm not going to wingman for you and talk to this wet blanket over here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like the best wing women are women who are fun. Yeah. Any sort of fun. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I, I don't even I... think they necessarily need to be flirty. Just yeah, fun. Yeah, just fun. Wow. This is why I wish you lived in LA. I know, right? Yeah. Every time you would come down to me, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Please. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, okay, that's actually a perfect transition because I feel like the last time we went out, we had what started off a successful <laughs> night and then like kind of went off the rails. So for a little bit of background, like Stormy and I hadn't gone out in months and we end up going out downtown. We started off meeting your coworker yeah. and then he left, right? Once he realized that we were trying to talk to guys. No, I actually, like, the guys that we ended up talking to bought him a couple of drinks. Oh, no. oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, because they were like, oh, is that your boyfriend? I was like, nah, he's my friend. They're like, oh, okay, does he want a drink? I was like, yeah, he does. Right, buddy? <laughs> Tell him what you're drinking. Yeah, that was, it started off great. So we're at this bar. What was the name of the bar again? It was Barley Mash. Wasn't Barley it? Mash, yes. So I just feel like it's good context for anyone who knows the gas lamp at all it's like always a shit show but it's great for meeting people and we met this like whole bachelor party and both of us end up talking to guys who we both thought were cute and then it just went off the rails yeah i they were from somewhere in the midwest mm-hmm. i want to say yeah and i think there were some absurd number of them like yeah. maybe like 20 yeah it was crazy and 18 of them were probably married yeah it was wild. And all of the 18 of them were like, hey, ladies. Mm-hmm. All of them. <laughs> yeah. And like the guy that I was talking to married and he did end up bringing up his wife himself. It's not like I had to like look at his hand and see the wedding ring and call it out. But I was like, why have you bought me multiple drinks? And it was just like this weird gray area for me where obviously we weren't actually doing anything wrong. But I was like, well, how would I feel about this if I were his wife? Oh, yeah. Not the, amazing. I, I don't know if you remember, but mm-hmm. like. The guy I was talking to, we were going to dance, and then he, like, grabbed my arm, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, hey, how long have you been married? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and he was like, oh, how'd you know? It's like, dude, you're wearing a ring. How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Detective Stormy. (laughs) Yeah, like, he was wearing a ring, and then was like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm just here to have fun. It's like, nothing is attractive about that. No. I'm not sure why you think that's going to work. That's terrible. I do remember, and also... I continued talking to the guy who I was talking to after finding out he was married. Like, he didn't try to dance with me or anything. Like, he wasn't touching me. It wasn't anything weird. But I remember the guy you had been talking to looked at the two of us talking and said to him, like, oh, why doesn't she care that you're married? Like, he was (laughs) mad because, like, you rebuffed him. (laughs) Well, he was just, like, I don't know. It... And all of them kind of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what made it worse. There, there were a couple guys that were, like, just friendly. Yeah. And I think I enjoyed talking to them the most. Yeah. And it was, let's be honest, 
it was nice getting free drinks. Yeah, totally. Like, that was what I was there for. Mm-hmm. It was like, thanks, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty disturbing. And because I'm me, I did try to make them feel bad. I was like, how do you think you would feel yeah. if your wife did this on a bachelorette party? Totally. Like, what did they say? He was like, oh, well, she's okay with it. She knows. I'm like, that That's not even sound. the question. Like, oh, you're from the Midwest? That sounds fake. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Oh, you've been married for two years? Yeah, it sounds like about the right time for her to be like, yeah, we should try another marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. There are a lot of shady male behaviors that we have both encountered. Yes. There's been a lot of experiences with guys, like, lying about seeing other girls. And so when we were kind of, like, talking about things we wanted to discuss today, one thing I brought up was, like, literally finding out through a tagged photo on Facebook that the guy who I was hooking up with at the time had a girlfriend. And it was just very shitty because, I mean, for a lot of reasons. We don't have to get into it. I didn't even find out. It was, like, my friends saw it. And they're like, hey, have you seen this? And I was like, oh, I haven't. I guess he's, like, talking to someone, but it seems pretty serious. Come to find out when I actually mentioned it to him, he's like, oh, yeah, that's my girlfriend. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, how do you... I don't, I don't even know what my question is because it's like the real deep question is like, how do you find a guy who won't do that? But I do, I feel like there is no like answer to that Ooh, question. That's a hard question because I think every guy is capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you really think every guy? I think every guy is capable of doing it. Well, capable, but do you think that every guy would do it if put into a perfect storm? Probably. Okay. I think... It is so much easier for them to not say it and hope it just goes fine than to say it and know that you're going to be upset, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know many guys that are very good at being like, hey, here's a situation that isn't working Mm -hmm. that I know this is going to be a hard conversation and I'm going to have that conversation with you. I think cheating is different, Mm -hmm. right? The, The situation that you were talking about with the guy you were hooking up with, like... I'm sure he didn't mean to hurt you by having it show up as mm-hmm. a tagged photo. Yeah. He was just hoping it would go away. Yeah, but like hoping what would go away? Like hoping your situation would fizzle enough to where no. you kind of back off. I right? contradict. No, I have to contradict that because he kept reaching out to me to hook up and like texting me things. Oh. I was not doing the initiating. <laughs> well,. I guess he was going to plan on stopping. When? And, then, and that would be the, like, okay, see, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I just remember being like, this is very contradictory to all the text messages yeah. that I have. W- but would you have ever dated him? Um, There was a time when I was interested and I think we've just gone through so much, obviously, like that being one of them, where I'm like, oh, we wouldn't have been a good match. I don't think he would be the type of partner that I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and also, more context is we didn't live in the same city. We would see each other regularly enough, but it wasn't like we lived in the same city and could even really realistically pursue a long-term relationship. I, knowing exactly who you're talking about, mm-hmm. like, I don't think it would work. Because I think you're way out of his league. That's really nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can see why that was fun, but, like, that was never going to yeah. be a thing, and it shouldn't have. Yeah. 
And yeah. it, it's always easy to see in hindsight. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, now I can be like, oh, I could never do that now. Like, I don't have time for that. But at the time, yeah, it was definitely fun. Yeah, I don't... I just, I think guys are really bad at conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, emotional conflict. Yeah, totally. I can't imagine a, any single guy, not single, but, like, any mm-hmm. guy. Individual guy. That yeah. I've met that could... And would opt to have a hard conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I guess it's like, yeah, that's why ghosting is so prevalent. But I also feel like, you know, there are even the times when it's pretty low stakes confrontation, like when it's just, oh, these are the initial stages and they're trying to convince you that they're still interested, even though they know they're not interested and then they just end up ghosting you. Mm -hmm. And then you just feel crazy. Yeah. They think they're being the nice guy. Yeah. (laughs) I totally agree. I feel like guys have this thing, this complex where they want to feel like they are justified in saying, oh, I'm a nice guy. And if you do all these overtly shitty things, then obviously you can't say that. But if you're like, oh, it was fine. Like I didn't actually have to confront her and say anything to make her sad. Then I feel like they can kind of justify themselves that they're totally in the right. Absolutely. Like, oh, she never cried in front of my face. I didn't Mm -hmm. do anything wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I never said anything that hurt her feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I... Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I can't understand it because it's so not how I am. Yeah. I am very confrontational. (laughs) (laughs) You really are, actually. (laughs) So it's completely the opposite of what I understand in life, let alone relationships. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to be like, oh, well, I understand where they're coming from because because I really don't. I'm just like, how about you grow some fucking balls and just say it? Yeah. I also feel like that's why guys kind of gaslight you because they're also trying to weave this narrative in their own heads. So if they convince themselves and you that you're the crazy one for reacting to something that they did, then they can still be like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I'm the nice guy here. She just freaked out for no reason. Yeah, my uh, ex-boyfriend, who you know cheated on me, Mm -hmm. he was like the king of gaslighting. Mm -hmm. But I remember specifically, we were at a party, and he like grabbed some other girl's ass. Like literally in front of you? Literally in front of me. That is wild. And then was like, I can't believe you reacted so much. It's not a big deal. What? (laughs) Like, you're crazy for your reacting. And like, I wouldn't have done that if you didn't react this way about everything. I was just like, uh, uh, whoa, uh, huh? That is so twisted. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I've definitely had that experience with an ex as well. And so I've told you this story, but essentially I always have to tell it again because even now I wonder, was I overreacting? I've, I know the answer is no, but still sometimes I just need to kind of remind myself. So to try and give an abridged version. Um, my ex wanted to go to Vegas and obviously I don't care. I've been to Vegas. He can go to Vegas whenever, but it was my birthday weekend. And so I was like kind of bummed when I heard about that. And he was like, oh, but like, I'll be back before we have the big celebration with your friends. I'm just going to take off from work, drive up that Friday, and then I'll come back like Friday night, Saturday morning. So I was like, wow, that's a lot of effort. Like, this must be a really good friend. Okay, cool. Like, who is he? And then I find out it's some girl. And I was like, what? Okay, that's like, actually like pretty weird. Like, why don't I know about this person? And it wasn't someone he was 
extremely close to because I feel like at that point we had dated long enough that I probably would have heard about her. It was like his roommate's former friend who, in his words, helped him through a tough time. And he wouldn't elaborate on what that meant, which is also weird. It's like, we're dating. Like, why can't you just tell me what that is? Like, we also were friends before we were dating. So in theory, maybe I even know what the tough time was. Right. Um, and yeah, I was just like, you know what? This feels really weird um, because I don't know who this is. And that's so much effort for you to go see somebody who also I found out had invited him to spend the night. And he was like, oh, but I wasn't going to. But still, the fact that she invited him to spend the night, I was like, felt a little off. You know off. why she was inviting him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, the amount of effort is really what stood out to me. Because I was like, you won't even take off a day of work for us to go on like a three-day trip. But you're willing to like drive eight hours round trip to see someone and take off a day from work to see this girl. Right. And I don't even know who she is. So yeah, he ended up not going, but... Made it your fault. Yeah. And I know he thought I was so crazy and overreacted so much. And like, I didn't trust him. I don't know. I was just like... I didn't trust him either. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was that, a wild experience. But that is absurd. But that's... Right? It's part of the whole nice guy complex mm-hmm. where they're like, well, if I can convince her that this isn't that bad mm-hmm. and she's overreacting, then it's not that bad. Yeah. And then I don't have to admit to myself... That I'm doing a shitty thing. Yeah. I also can't understand gaslighting. It's like, why not just be like, oh, yeah, I understand why you freaked out. Sorry. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. If I really think about it, I don't know why I want to go. Yeah. Just be honest about it. Like, if we could have had a more open dialogue about it, maybe I would have felt differently. But, yeah, it was just very sketch. Yeah. Like, maybe he he really wasn't planning on doing anything and Mm -hmm. just wanted to go but like didn't really think about why he wanted to go so bad yeah yeah and instead of like taking time to self-reflect he was just like fuck you yeah like i can't believe you don't trust me yeah 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 well you know on to the next totally fine yeah i guess when we finally get through all of the crazy guys and all the really shitty guys when you are dating somebody i would love to hear about how you feel about incorporating guys into your friend group Ooh. Um, so the friend group that we share mm-hmm. is pretty easy. Yeah. I'd say, like, even with the garbage guys I've dated, they've been pretty good about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they care about me, but they, they're never confrontational. Yeah, yeah. For better or for worse, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe it would have helped me if one of them had been like, hey, motherfucker, don't treat my friend that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> step it up. <laughs> but, you know, they are who they are. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I still like them anyway. <laughs> um... So I think they'll be easy. I think most of my guy friends will be easy with anyone that I would introduce. There's, I only have one friend actually at work, and he's kind of like made me his little sister type thing. So I feel like he's watched me go through the past two relationships and then be like crushed. Yeah. So it's not like he's a super soft guy by any Mm -hmm. means. Mm -hmm. But I think because of that, he's going to play the whole big brother, like, yeah. don't hurt her. Totally, totally. And to give him the cold shoulder until they prove otherwise. Yeah. So I don't know how to incorporate guys into, it's not necessarily a friend group. In, yeah. But into my life. Because he's still my friend and I'm not going to stop being his friend. Yeah. But I can see it being hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. It's hard because for me, I feel like friends are a big part of my life and my ideal scenario is having all of these friends who have significant others who I love and they 
conversely love my significant other and we can all hang out and go on these really cheesy group or double dates but that's what I want I feel like that's ideal um so I feel like there's a lot of pressure when you're introducing someone new well first of all you don't want to be that person who's like always bringing in a new guy and then eventually it gets pretty old and you're like oh this guy's gonna be gone in a couple weeks right also I feel it's not even like I'm protective of my friends it's more like I'm protective of my reputation so I don't want to bring someone around unless I feel pretty confident that it might go someplace yeah yeah like I, I don't know it's hard because there are some guys where you're like, oh, I really like him. Mm-hmm. I think he's going somewhere. And then you're like, ooh, never mind. <laughs> totally. But, like, I'm glad you guys met him and maybe liked him. I don't yeah. know. Part of it is, like, a vetting process, though, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want it to be too late where you're already in it. Yeah. And then they meet so him right. and they're like, oh, God. And like, what, what are you doing? doing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you don't, I don't know, like... I guess maybe because I've dated enough shitty guys mm-hmm. that I'm just like, eh, my reputation's fucked anyway. <laughs> so, like, Nothing you'll probably like this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think for me it's easier with, like, specifically about the guy that I have been talking about. He is the nicest guy I have ever dated yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe not the nicest in general. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like... He cares about me more than anybody else I've ever dated. Yeah. And I think that's what your friends are looking for. That's right? true. Yeah. Like, even yeah. if their personalities don't necessarily mix, mm-hmm. they want someone who's good for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I think that's all that matters. So, the timing isn't necessarily relevant. That's true. And that being said, so with the last person who I dated, I brought him around, like, you, for example, and, like, Martin and Denzel and everyone else, like, earlier... It was also a unique situation, right? Because you all technically knew who he was, even though you're not friends with him. But there wasn't this thought of like, oh my God, is it going to be weird? Like, we can't all hang out together because we haven't talked about what this is. It was really just like, oh, well, they're doing this thing and I also want to hang out with you. So it wound up being very organic. And I feel like maybe when you just feel more comfortable with a person, you think about that less versus when you're feeling like I have no idea where this is going or how they're feeling. And then you don't want to also add another variable by introducing the friends. I think that's what complicates it. Um, yes and no. I don't, I think there are some guys, no, let me scratch that. I think there are some friends where it's like you need to do individual introductions. That's true. That's true. Where it's like I care enough about our friendship and then Mm -hmm. your relationship with him that this needs to work yeah you're right you're right and then there are some where it's like yeah we're in a group you'll fucking figure it out yeah like personally there are people in our friend group who have dated people i'm just like are you fucking curious (laughs) like you're really gonna bring them okay (laughs) (laughs) which is like my nightmare (laughs) reaction is for someone to be like oh my god leslie's bringing him this is gonna be the worst (laughs) it's just like none of them them have been that bad and the sad part is like i know i was that person i know they hated him. <laughs> i know all of you hated him. i was that person too so i can <laughs> but it's just like if they're super i don't know loud mm-hmm. or just like needy or yeah. whatever and you're just like can, can can you not yeah and and there's a i think because we've all known each other for so long mm-hmm. with our friend group specifically it's different for other friend groups yeah 
where it's so hard to like be in on all the jokes. Oh yeah. And if they get jealous of that, yeah. it's super awkward. Yeah. And and so I think that is also a big deal with introducing guys where it's like, hey, you're gonna feel out of place. Yep. But I still love you and I still want you here. Yeah, exactly. And like you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I hope you don't get offended. Yeah. Let's go. It's also <laughs> so with this same friend group, he met like five people right and at the end of the night he was like have you ever hooked up with any of them <laughs> and the answer was yes <laughs> and then honestly this is on me like I should have been upfront about that but I was like we never dated seriously I just like wasn't really thinking about it I was like it's fine in hindsight yes I should have told him so that he didn't have to confront me because it didn't really go very well <laughs> so that's a funny thing to talk about because I didn't realize how big of a deal that was to guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, if you've hooked up with one of our friends, cool. Like, don't do it again. Yeah. And we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Period. That's it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one of your friends. Whatever. Yeah. Like, tell me about it. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I agreed. But, like, every guy I have ever talked to has been like, so you have a lot of guy friends, huh? And I'm like, yeah. 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 How many have you slept with? It's like, uh, none of them? Yeah. Like, the closer they are, the less likely I have slept with them. Totally. But, like, of course I have some, like, in the outer orbits. Yes. Yeah, I hooked up with them once when I was 16. Yeah, but, like, does that really impact our relationship today? It does, in case you were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) So, same ex that you are aware of. Mm -hmm. That was a huge problem in our relationship. He was friends with guys that I had known since high school Mm -hmm. and met him through. Mm -hmm. And I had hooked up with those guys, I don't know, when I was 18 maybe? Yeah. Maybe 20. Yeah. At at the most. Yeah. And met him when I was 23. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't take the fact that I had hooked up with someone that I had known for 10 years. Which is insane. And before I met him. Yeah. And it's just like, I, but I'm not hooking up with him n- now. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. And I feel like it's just like you have to trust the person and know that if they say it's over and there are no feelings, that that's the case. But it's funny, though. I think the reason they don't trust us is because they can't do it. Right? Because they're like, oh, well, if it were me. <laughs> yeah, I would still be sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why I keep her around. <laughs> Like, Seriously. I'm sure that's how they think. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. We, we make a lot of generalizations. Sorry. So um, if we're wrong, tell us otherwise. I'm turning Email into me. a bitter old hag. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah, I don't... Apparently, that's a deal. I didn't know. I will start telling them now. Or yeah. no. But it's funny. Even if you do tell them, they're like, what? I know. Why are uh, you friends with him? It's right? Just like, I, because he's still cool. Exactly. Just because I've seen his dick doesn't mean he's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a really roundabout way to get to this. But I know I started off the podcast saying that this is about the shared experience of dating in LA. And the funny thing is that the majority of the people who I've recorded with so far live in San Diego. <laughs> but Stormy is unique in that she did live in LA and chose to move back because in your you did hate it, correct? Yes. So I guess I would love to hear a little bit about why you hated it and what your experience was like. Um, so I'm actually going to go back to when you said that you're different on vacation. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fully 
the thing. Okay. I think the men, the type of men who end up in LA Mm -hmm. are different than the type of men who end up anywhere else. Interesting. I am so sorry to all the Angelinos that will listen to this, (laughs) but I think there is a level of fakeness Mm -hmm. that just like overwhelms LA. Yeah. And this like social media outward appearance bullshit that is just so not like even the fucking hipsters who are just (laughs) like, oh, I don't care. They fucking care. They care the most. Yeah. (laughs) They have their own little aesthetic that they're trying to keep up. Mm -hmm. But it's like it creates this weird vibe Mm -hmm. where everybody's trying to do a thing. Because they're in LA. Yeah. They're not just themselves. That's true. They're they're being whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hated that. Yeah. And I it's just not my style at all. Like if I want to wear flip flops, I wanna wear fucking flip flops. Yeah. Don't tell me I can't wear flip flops. Yeah. The guys I did date here, like, I remember he was, he was in the industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Aren't they all? Yes. And he, like, would take longer to get ready what? than I would. And, like, told me I can't wear sweatpants to the store because it Wait, makes me really? look like a bum. And I was just like, I don't give a flying fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck. And, horrible. like, told me I couldn't have a Fruity Pebbles for breakfast because they're for kids and they're really Wait, sugary. what? And I was like, dude, does Is it your look- dad? <laughs> right. And it's not even, like... It wasn't about being my dad. It wasn't about health. It was about, I don't know. Like, we just don't do that. Yeah. It was like doing the LA thing. The, like, healthy... Like, do you have to have a green juice? Yeah. I have my green juice and my avocado toast with one egg poached. So... That's so sad. It was stuff like that where I was like, "Mm, hard no on this. Okay. And then, like, a different guy is just like, oh, I'm really into my spirit. (laughs) And... And like our our souls have to vibe, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Alternatively, how about you just like think yeah. <laughs> for yourself? There's a weird like pack mentality here mm-hmm. that I don't understand. Yeah. And I can't get on board with. Yeah. And so sorry. Again, no, it's. To I mean, I, <laughs> I have chosen to continue living here while recognizing everything you're saying is accurate, and I've encountered those types of guys as well. So I totally get it. Um, what fueled your eventual decision to move back to San Diego? What was like, was there a final straw? Funny enough, had to do with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had been dating someone on and off through college and he just would never commit, mm-hmm. you know, one of those. <laughs> one of those. And eventually I just like, ev- we would, go- we went to a bunch of places cause yeah. he knew LA cause he's from LA or mm-hmm. whatever. And I just, like, it was hurting to see all the places. And I also hated L.A. <laughs> to begin with, and everything's expensive. Yeah. And I liked being at home. Yeah. And so I was yeah. just like, all right, all these factors point to I don't want to be here, so I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. That's fair. Do you have any frustrations with dating guys in San Diego that are specific to San Diego, similarly to how there are L.A.-specific frustrations? So it's funny. Like, growing up in San Diego, I definitely got a complex because although you listeners can't see me, I am not tall and blonde and thin. And I think there is an expectation living by the beach in San Diego and it being such a huge beach city Mm -hmm. that you are tall and blonde Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. 
And it's it's like that Southern California vibe. Mm-hmm. And so I never felt good enough Yeah, in San Diego. Like, it's changed as I've gotten older because most people our age or even older aren't from San Diego. Yeah. In San Diego. So yeah. you have a lot of people who can just, like, appreciate a person for who they are and not yeah. be like, oh, I'm looking for the lady with the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> It, that was hard growing up. Now mm-hmm. I think it's less of a deal because most people that I interact with aren't from San Diego. Yeah. And even the people that I have interacted with from San Diego, I still run into the same problems where yeah. I'm just like, I feel inadequate for some reason and yeah. I feel like I shouldn't. Yeah, totally. Because I went to a good school, I have a good career, mm-hmm. I'm doing a good thing and you're making me feel like I'm less because I'm not a supermodel from Southern California. Yeah. So I guess listeners at least have somewhat of an idea what I look like. And yeah, so I've had the same exact thing. And I feel like sometimes what I would notice is that I would disqualify myself from being somebody who someone else would be interested in. Because I'd be like, oh, they look like this. They probably want a girl who looks like this. Right. And sometimes I would be proven wrong. And so I think that has helped me to be like, you can't necessarily put people in a box and like, don't take yourself out of the running before they even have the chance to. But I totally understand that. It's like, yeah, there is definitely a SoCal aesthetic. And sometimes you just feel like, you know, if you don't fit that, then guys are less likely to be interested and it feels shitty. Yes. And I honestly, I think for both of us, this whole like ass thing being mm-hmm. in has really done just <laughs> I'm honestly super into it. Like when we were younger, it was all about being thin. Yes. And like so the thin. thinnest you could be with no ass mm-hmm. and giant boobs. Yep. Neither of us have that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's not the vibe that we're bringing. But like this whole like thick thing being in with the big ass and like muscular legs. Yes. Yep. I am on it. Yeah. I'm like, wow, now I can years. do squats Thank with you. pride. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like squats, I can do those. I've always been good at those. Mm-hmm. And now you like them. Great. Awesome. I'll keep doing them. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's done a lot too. Not And like in the way where I took myself out of the running before because mm-hmm. I did that yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't know that I've done anything different with how I've acted towards those types of guys. I yeah. think the whole new athletic thing that everybody's looking for now has just kind of come around yeah. and made it easier for me to fit into a box. Totally. That yeah. didn't exist before. Yeah. Between that and more people wearing their hair natural, I'm like, wow, this would have done wonders for my self-esteem yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. And leggings. Yeah. Oh, leggings made my life. <laughs> <laughs> Like when those became a thing that everybody was chill with as pants. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. So, I don't know. Like, San Diego guys aren't much. In fact, they might be worse than LA guys because they're just like, yeah, I'm a douche, so what? Yeah, they're like, isn't that what girls out here like? (laughs) (laughs) Although I will say, depending on where you go in LA, you encounter a lot of that too. It's really just like you... The interesting thing about LA is that I feel like the type of douche you encounter really varies based on which neighborhood you're in. That's fair. Yeah, Like each neighborhood is almost like its own city. But so. it's still the same end point. <laughs> but like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm thinking specifically about the types of guys you grew up with since we grew up so close to the yes. beach where it's like, the, yeah, surfer man. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to get laid all the time. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to still go out and PB even though I'm in my late 20s. Oh God. It hurts my heart. 
it's watching tough. that happen. It's tough. Yeah. 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 So... I feel like we could talk literally forever, but I did want to wrap up with a relevant game. And so it is basically Would You Rather, but it is LA versus San Diego edition. Oh boy. So we're starting out with like general differences of the city. So would you rather spend your time in Ocean Beach or Venice Beach? Oh, they're both awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I hate both of them equally. <laughs> equally? <laughs> I, there are some nuances. The, yeah. It's hard because I feel like the only reason I would say Ocean Beach is because I have a couple friends that live down there that I like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the only reason. But I don't know. I guess Venice is kind of more fun. Yeah. You can yeah. do a lot more there's stuff. There's more options. And there's great people watching. I feel like Amazing. OB isn't great people watching. It's more like, this is a little frightening. It's sad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, I can see that. Yeah, because at least Venice you get the tourists mm-hmm. to watch yeah. where they think that they're in for a treat and they're yeah. like oh no this is not what I expected from no. the television <laughs> no I re- still remember the first time that my mom and I went to Venice Beach my freshman year of college and I hadn't even been yet because I didn't have a car I'd been to Santa Monica because you can go by bus but yeah. I was like it'll be just like Santa Monica and I was like what is this <laughs> and we went to the really gross part I feel like now you have like Abbott Kinney and you have the really bougie nice part of Venice but you also have the trash part of Venice, and that's where we went, and I was even more upset than my mom was. I was like, I can't believe I brought my mom here. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> we have to look at all these pigeons. So the one thing I can say about Venice Beach is I got, I had a an American Apparel jacket that there was some random store there that I got at the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows yeah. on the back, and it was like 10 bucks. so yeah. like, good for you, Venice Beach. <laughs> but, no, my the guy I dated who I said, didn't want me to wear sweatpants. He mm-hmm. lived off Abbott Kinney. Mm. And I feel like I just have a bad vibe associated with it. That's fair. So I'm going to choose OB. Okay. But everybody should know I hate both. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Point taken. Okay. Would you rather go to Jamba Juice or Pressed Juicery? And before you answer, I only bring up Jamba Juice. It's actually probably more specific to us because I feel like everyone we knew in high school worked at Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice. Really? Like. <laughs> this, I feel so like this hard. game is really causing you pain. Because, <laughs> like, pressed juicery, like, maybe there's one juice that I would drink. What about the, the Froyo that they have? They have Froyo? Yes, it's I, amazing. I don't know. I guess the last time I went was when I lived in Westwood. Oh, okay. And there was that one, like, right next to my house. Yeah. And it was well before they had anything oh, other yes. than, like, green juices. The Froyo is truly phenomenal. Okay, well, maybe then I'm wrong, but I just, I hate green juices. <laughs> I don't want the taste of veggies in my juice. If you can make it taste fruity, great. Yeah. But if it tastes anything like veggies, mm-mm. I don't want to drink a soup. That's Thank fair. Thank you. Yeah, I would have to say pressed juicery. And I have nostalgia for Jamba Juice, but part of that nostalgia is when I started drinking in high school and would be like, oh, I can mix in the fruity Malibu drinks into my Jamba Juice and not taste it. And then just drink way too much and get wasted. Hold on. Let's go back to the OB versus Venice one. Which one would you choose? I... That's actually harder than I thought. I think uh, it's hard for me because a lot of it is nostalgia also, and especially since I don't live in San Diego. So there's a little bit of a halo over things in San Diego for me now. So for me, part of what I liked about OB is that it wasn't commercialized at all. Like there was a huge fight when they tried to put in a Starbucks. 
But now I think that has kind of started to go to the wayside. So like, isn't there a Target in there OB now? There is a Target. Yeah. So it's not even the same OB. And that was the whole part of its charm for me. So I would have to say Venice. Okay. Because there is a wide array of things to do. And Venice has some really great bars. Okay. Yeah. It's where I go out most of the time. I so I can't really, I can't shit on it. <laughs> um, okay. So would you rather have a bonfire at Fiesta Island or at Doc Weiler Beach? I don't even know what Doc Wilder Beach is. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like the only place in LA that you can have a bonfire. Um, I've never been there. Oh, so fair. Easy choice. Yeah, so Fiesta Island. Okay. And it's close to my house. Yeah, that is nice. Convenient. And dogs. Yes. I don't know if you can bring dogs to Doc Wilder. Doc Wilder is my pick, but I think just because of the accessibility. And I have good recent memories there. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, so now dating specific. Ooh. Would you rather go out with a guy who tried to take you on your first date to Balboa Park or Griffith Park? Griffith Park's kind of cool. Yeah. It's the observatory. It is. What would they do in Balboa Park? What would we do? There's a garden. Um, there's like that Japanese garden. Go to museum. the museum. I do love museums. Mm. I don't know. They're very different. It, yeah, but they're both like Big solid parks. nerd. <laughs> yeah, and they're solid nerd choices. Yeah. So, depends what museum. Mm-hmm. If it were a natural history museum, definitely Balboa Park. Yeah. Or the okay. Science Center. Okay. We had our, I think, ASB ball there, like the Arab Aerospace Museum. Yeah. yeah. Your senior year. Yeah. Because it was my Oh, yeah, you year. went. Yeah. yeah. I like the observatory, too. Yeah. And it's a nice walk. It is, yeah. It, it's pretty up there. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's hard because I just don't like LA. <laughs> it's hard for Slight me to bias. Choose, it's hard for me to choose anything in LA because I'm just like, <laughs> but then I'm in LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go with Balboa Park. Okay. I don't know what I would go with. Um, maybe Griffith. I feel like I've seen Balboa Park a ton of times. There was a time when I lived walking distance to Balboa Park. Oh. Um, so yeah, I'd pick Griffith. I, even though I live in LA, I never go there. It's just so far from where I live. Um, okay. So what about dating a guy who only wears rainbows versus a guy who owns more shoes than you do? Only wears rainbows. Yes. Only. Only. Doesn't have any real shoes. Nope. Like if you're going to a wedding or something, you have to be like, oh no, we have to buy you new shoes because you don't have But he would wear the new shoes to the wedding. He would gripe about it though. That's fine. I'll take the rainbows. Really? Yes. Okay. I think I would too. Just because, I mean, for actually I have so many shoes that if a guy had more than me, it would be ridiculous. But also just in general, aside from like the literal numbers, I feel like that vibe is not the type of guy who I want to date. Yeah. It's back to that whole thing where it's just like, I don't want a guy telling me what I should wear and what I should be. And I feel like the type of guy who has more shoes than I do not, I mean, I do have a ton of shoes. I don't wear a ton of them. Yeah. But it's still the, like, you care a lot about looks mm-hmm. yeah. and appearance, and I don't know how much that matters yeah. in the long run. Yeah, that's true. So, rainbows. Okay. Same. Would you rather date a guy who drags you exclusively to ska concerts or <laughs> one who only takes you to secret shows by bands that you've never heard of? Secret shows. Okay. For sure. Okay. That sounds fun. Yeah. Like, maybe you'll like some of them, maybe you'll hate some of them. At least it's something different every time. That's true. I feel the same. I think my only concern would be, like, that that type of person would judge some of the music that I listen to that's, like, very basic. Oh, I'm certain. Like, I listen to very basic music 
I also have some weird shit that I listen to on the side, but, yeah. like, I know anybody I date will be like, really, Beyonce? And I'll be like, yes, absolutely, you, Yeah, Beyonce. no, there's no really Beyonce. <laughs> I think at this point, every man should know that is going to be in the rotation. Yes. Heavily. I love Beyonce, Heavily. period. Yep. And, yeah, definitely the secret shows. I Like, I don't mind ska music, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do it all the time. No, it gets old. There's a lot of moshing. Yeah. Somehow I get thrown in the middle. I'm like, please stop. Yeah, get I get out. nervous. Yeah. We're both short. Yes, no <laughs> thank you. It's scary. Okay, so last question. Would you rather date a surf instructor or a guy who's an aspiring screenwriter? Ooh, surf instructor. Really? At least he actually has a job. That's true. But, like, what if his screenplays are actually good? He could get picked up. If he's an aspiring screenwriter? Yeah. I'm only playing devil's advocate. I actually don't have a preference off the top um, of my head. Having dated an aspiring screenwriter. <laughs> Ooh, we have experience. Same Venice person, same uh, Of course, of the course. Same person. <laughs> Definitely surf instructor. Okay. Like, yeah definitely isn't as passionate about a career as I am, mm-hmm. but at least has a job. Yeah. Is staying fit. True. Definitely. True. And doesn't have the weird, like, broken artist issue. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I, as much as I said I don't have a preference, the idea of dating an aspiring screenwriter is very cringeworthy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd pick a surf instructor. Just imagine having to read, the, read those screenplays and, like, try and critique them without hurting their feelings. So I actually had to do that once. And it's with someone who you wouldn't expect. It was with my ex. And he now works in finance. But in college, he was like a film minor, I believe. And so, yeah, he was writing screenplays. And I remember I read one of them. And I didn't mind it. I don't know. I like writing myself. So I can I can appreciate that passion. Yeah. I respect it for people who do it well, mm-hmm. but with the guy I dated, like, he wasn't that good at it. Mm, yeah. And it was hard to be like, hey, man, there's no heart in this. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. I appreciate that you have no other plans and nothing <laughs> else to get you income, but this is probably also not going to work. This, is, this isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm not... Back to me being confrontational and honest. I'm not so good at lightly letting people down in that like hey this isn't gonna work for you buddy. <laughs> sorry so definitely a surf instructor and he could teach me how to surf that's true i don't yeah. know how to surf i don't either which always makes me feel like an imposter having grown up yeah. in san diego yeah try growing up in san diego and being hawaiian <laughs> <laughs> especially when johnny tsunami yeah. came out oh my yeah. god i and can only just imagine like, Why you surf? <laughs> and i'm just like ah. Uh, I don't know. No one taught me. <laughs> oh my god! Isn't your dad Hawaiian? Yeah. Doesn't he surf? Don't no. put us in a box. <laughs> yeah. My brother surfed, but they didn't teach me either. Yeah. I do have their surfboards in my garage, oh, so when so people you're come ready. over, it kind of looks like I surf. <laughs> <laughs> so any surf instructors hit up Stormy. She has the equipment already, yes. so you won't even have to lug it over to her place. Yes, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. And I have an SUV. Can wow. Bring it to the beach. Oh, this is girl. your dream girl. Also, when you see her, you'll know. She's, like, definitely your dream girl. Before we go, no pressure if you don't want to. Is there anything that you want to plug? Like, do you want to put your social out there? Absolutely not. I figured. I don't don't want you people to know who I am. (laughs) 
Okay, well then you won't get to see how pretty she is, but you'll just have to take my word for it. It's not that hard to find me though. <laughs> yeah, there aren't very many Stormies out there. So if you are very intrigued, I'm sure you can figure it out. Yeah, Stormies who know Leslie specifically. <laughs> and no, not like Kylie Jenner's daughter. Oh gosh, yeah. Wow. I never really thought about that. Do you have any idea how many times people say that to me? And I'm just like, I don't know, I was born first, so maybe not like her daughter. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Let's see how she turns out and what you have to deal with for the rest of your life. Yeah. Let's hope it's not another Stormy Daniel situation. Oh, God. Yeah. You have not had great luck with this. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Harvey in eighth grade told me Stormy was a horse name. What do you mean? (laughs) That's so rude. Yep. She goes, Stormy, that's a horse name. And then everybody laughed. (laughs) I was 13. That was traumatizing. That's terrible. I'm still traumatized. At least in like high school, you can deal with it, kind of. It's still rude. 13. Don't say that when people are in middle school. Horse name. Wow. So, Stormy, not like the porn star, not like the Kardashian, and also not a horse. (laughs) Yes, that's what I would like to plug. I am not a horse. (laughs) She is a human girl. Yes. All right. um, Thanks so much. This was great. Yes, thank you. If you like what you heard, or you're just looking for something to help you combat the Sunday scaries and make you feel better about your own life in the process, hit subscribe for new episodes of Interstates and Heartbreak every Sunday. You can also follow Interstates and Heartbreak on Instagram for tongue-in-cheek interpretations of men's dating profiles as told by my inner Carrie.